1: Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano.
2: Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a wonderful and interesting day today. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano founder of Inspired to Health. I'd love to hear from you. Say hi by liking me on Facebook at Inspired to Health and you can follow me on Twitter at Inspired to Health. That's with the number 2. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine L O R R A I N E Giordano G I O R D A N O. And if you're looking for a uh, new spring unique look, check out my website, inspiredtohealth.net, uh, to see my Operation Save Uterus t-shirt. So it's a beautiful spring spring day today in New Jersey. Uh, if you've been in your head all day, take a moment to put one hand on your heart and one hand on your womb area. If you're driving, I don't recommend that. But just take a few deep breaths to come back in your body. All right, so excited for today's topic, we're exploring cravings. So who hasn't been there with the strong, lusty craving for chocolate, ice cream, bread, if we're stressed, if we're worried about something? Um, And our lovely guest tonight is uh, EFT practitioner and transformative healer, Marion Buck-Murray. She's our lovely guest on this episode. If you'd like to connect with Marion, you can connect with her through her website at marionbuckmurray.com. I'll spell that out. It's M-A-R-I-A-N-B-U-C-K-M-U-R-R-A-Y.com. You can like her on Facebook at Courageous Hearts. Follow her on Twitter at M U R. And on LinkedIn at Marion Buck Murray, so Marion, welcome, Thank
3: you We're happy to have you on, yeah, again. it's good to be here, and I'm so glad it's a beautiful spring day too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's taken a little while, but oh, its no, here, I know it's like enjoy the day while we have it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so it's so amazing to have you on the show to talk about cravings because I think and ways to to kind of conquer those cravings, because I think this comes up. I think it happens to men, and it also happens to women. It might happen to women stronger due to their hormonal fluctuations, but Uh um, how did you get involved with cravings and, and kind of working with them?
3: well uh cravings uh for I am now currently an e f t practitioner almost solely, um, but for a very long time, I was a nutrition coach, and uh you know it was just one of those things that it so commonly came up. Somebody would be talking to me about, uh, you know, eating certain foods and, okay, I can eat these good foods, but when it comes to the late night, um, I always give in to the cookies or, you know, when my kids are eating at the table, I'm craving this and I'm eating that. And, and so I just really began to realize that so many people... You know, they might be really, really trying to do the right thing with food, but then the cravings just seem very hard to handle. And so I really began to think, hmm, you know, what are some ways to really help that?
2: Yeah, and I think it's, you know, there's a lot of messaging these days about um, having strong willpower uh, to kind of fight those
3: cravings.
2: Why isn't willpower enough to stop cravings and overeating?
3: Yeah, you know, willpower willpower is a wonderful thing if you have it, right? And when you don't have it, then we end up feeling so guilty and like there's something wrong with us. But when it comes to cravings, cravings are actually very complex. And that's why, you know, I really started looking at them because they're so complex. And When it comes to conquering them, you know, very little can be done just with willpower. And so, you know, although willpower and discipline are really necessary, you know, we all have to do certain things in life cravings can be complicated and sometimes cravings are the result of a nutritional deficiency. Uh, we might not have a certain, um, ingredient in our food and we, we crave more of it or we're, you know, we have a deficit or they're, like you said before, there are hormonal fluctuations. So, you know, before your period or, you know, during menopause or, you know, all these different things can really trigger cravings. And, uh, And so sometimes this can be corrected with nutrition and or supplementation, Um, but uh, the thing is, there's that, okay, and then on top of that, most often cravings are also really intimately connected with our need for emotional well-being. So when we're feeling crummy, when we're feeling sad or angry, we had a bad day at work, stressed, you know, we got in an argument, something, bored, bored is a big one. You know, it's really easy to trigger cravings, you know, when we're in that state to be triggered and want to eat or consume unhealthy substances like junk food or alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, you name it. And the the thing is, like, these substances work and so willpower really isn't isn't in play there because when we're feeling down and something helps us we're going to go for what helps us and so you know the cravings for whatever unhealthy usually you know it helps a little bit in the beginning but you know of course they backfire and it's when we use you know these substances as a substitute ongoing that we get into trouble
2: yeah and what I find fascinating is that, and if you've been listening to the Womb Happy Hour, or if you've worked with me um, as a client, uh, and Marianne and I go, Marianne and I go back. Uh, but I am a, um, I'm fascinated by the sacral chakra, mm-hmm. and so, which is your second chakra. It's above your root, which is your base chakra. So the second, uh, sacral chakra relates to um, emotions. Yeah, It relates to feelings. It is the I feel energy center. So for those out there that are like, well, what do cravings have to do with down there? Well, actually, quite a bit.
3: Everything. Because, <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> like with the hormones and with the emotions. Right,
2: right. And um, I recently read somewhere that uh, experts say that 75% of overeating is linked to an emotional response.
3: Yeah. Just kind of dramatic, right? That's, I mean, that's huge. It really, it really is. And, uh, and we get mindless when we're in those places. It's like a numbing effect, you know?
2: Especially if you're eating sugar, that's kind of a self-medicating kind of
3: feeling as well. Absolutely. I mean, sugar and alcohol are twins. So, um, you know, in many cases, in many ways. Um,
2: For even bread, right?
3: Yes, yeah. Um, But you know carbohydrates. Yeah, they turn in simple carbohydrates turn into sugar. So, you know, and they're addictive and you know, all that. So yeah, there's a lot going on and so the cravings sometimes, you know, it's just like willpower doesn't have (laughs) doesn't have a chance with all that going on sometimes. It's like so we can beat ourselves up but that's not gonna help. And that will probably send us right back to the refrigerator. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because willpower is a bit masculine energy. It's, it's like a
3: logical approach to kind of handling it. Exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't have a lot of compassion or understanding. It's sort of like get in line or else, right? And then that builds
2: up more resistance,
3: mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's
2: where you wind up running back to the refrigerator or the uh, cabinet with all the cookies.
3: Yeah, yeah, because, it, you know, it's like a failure feeling, and it's like, you know, oh, I failed, so that's it, I can't do this, or, you know, and uh, and that's a thing, that's one thing. I've been a teacher for a long time at the Academy of Healing Nutrition, and, you know, just teaching students there that, you know, when your clients, when people go off the wagon, per se, it's like, just explain that in the beginning. <laughs> that's going to happen, you know? Like we, we resist things that are too strict. And so to just really understand that you got to be kind with yourself and realize that things like that happen and, uh, and get back on track.
2: Yes. So you are a very um, knowledgeable and experienced and well-known EFT practitioner. So for those that aren't familiar with EFT Can you just describe what it is and and why is EFT tapping effective for conquering cravings?
3: Okay, so EFT tapping is a very simple acupressure tapping technique where you use your fingertips to tap on specific acupressure points on the face, the torso, and the hand. And so what this tapping does is it actually stimulates those acupressure points, it stimulates the meridians and uh, you know it's based on ancient acupuncture so there's a same idea there, right? Um, but using your fingertips to stimulate the points and what that does, that stimulation is it actually helps to reduce stress, anxiety um, and the big thing is that it helps to reduce cortisol. It's been proven with blood tests major tests to lower cortisol more effectively than many other techniques. So, so it's, really, it's a really powerful tool and very simple. So, um, and as far as cravings are concerned, you know, cortisol, we, when, we, when our cortisol is high, cortisol, of course, is a major stress hormone. When that's running high, um, we can get triggered into cravings very easily. Because cortisol can trigger cravings for high fat, high sugar foods, and it also raises blood sugar levels. And so, when your blood sugar levels are high, you know that can that can cause more sugar cravings. But it also can also contribute to the growth of candida yeast, which is another thing that requires a lot of times medical, you know, intervention. But candida is another thing that will be a you know makes somebody persistently crave sugar. And so by using EFT to lower cortisol to reduce it automatically, you are becoming less vulnerable to cravings. Because if that cortisol is down, you don't have all that action going on with your blood sugar and the, you know, all of that. It's it, you know, you calm it down with the tapping. Um and and then another thing is that tapping EFT tapping is a really great tool for deactivating um, all those uncomfortable feelings. So, you know, the anger and the fear, the frustration, the stress, the sadness, all the emotions, you know, coming that, that trigger us into wanting something to soothe us. And so the tapping can deactivate those feelings, bring the intensity down, and so that we feel more emotionally balanced and less likely to give into a craving. Um, and the other thing that EFT does is it can actually knock a craving off its pedestal. So we tend to put our cravings like up high like it's the only thing in the world that's going to work, right? And right. and and so we can tap and actually reduce that that attraction for the the um, you know, for the food or the substance. You know, I've worked with somebody, I remember it was just like a pirate booty and, uh, you know, couldn't stop eating the pirate booty, but after we tapped on it, like the intensity for that craving went down, she never wanted to see pirate booty again in her life. And, um, you know, I'm not working pirate booty, but but it was just this thing. It's just, you know, because we, it's sort of a false, a lot of times it's false because when we when our senses come back into balance, we're like, oh, wait, that doesn't really taste that good. I thought it did, but it doesn't. So tapping can really get you clear on what you really want and what you don't want.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, what you said, there's just, you could probably talk for days on just what you just said, right? There's so many nuggets of juicy, healthy information with that. Um, You know, the one thing that I, I think is really important to stress is that and I don't think a lot of women realize this, is that when our cortisol levels are too high, and again, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. But <laughs> I, I, Just on um, the radio. <laughs> yeah, But when our cortisol levels are really high, it has a, a negative impact on our, our female hormonal balance.
3: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: what makes cortisol, if our body is kind of, if our system is making our stress hormone system is making too much cortisol, it robs us from the production of progesterone, yes. which helps for calming down estrogen during our monthly cycle. Yes. So it, it's kind of robbing us because the body's busy, too busy producing progesterone. I mean, cortisol. So keep that in mind. So it's really important for, for women and for men too, of course, but um, to keep that, female-hormonal balance in check by reducing your stress levels.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
2: And I well, think I... what's great about EFT, now you work with a lot of people one-on-one, or you, yes. you've done a bunch of workshops, and, um, but EFT is something that you could do on your own. It's a different experience working with someone like you, but it is something that you can do to help yourself along the way to reduce your
1: stress.
3: Yes, absolutely. Just the tapping by itself can help to reduce cortisol. If you know, once you really sort of understand the simple process on how to do it, so it's, and it's something you literally have at your fingertips.
2: Yes, and so for me personally, when I was on my operation save uterus um, journey, which I'm still on, okay, um, I was doing a lot of different energy healing. What I found great about EFT, it was something that I could do on my own, you know, in the Mm -hmm. morning while I was in the bathroom at work or at home at night. So, Mm -hmm. and I think for someone to want to learn, I think it's great to work with someone who's very, um, advanced and skilled with, with EFT, um. Do you show a lot of, do you, do you give homework to your clients?
3: i do I do sometimes, and sometimes I don't, because sometimes it's really nice just to receive the 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 session and and just to go with you know you know so you you would do a session reiki and then and then your clients walk away feeling wonderful, right? And so that sometimes is such a gift um, to be able to receive something and not have to do anything, however. Many of my clients ask for homework. And so um, depending upon the situation that they're in, and so sometimes I'll come up with very specific ways that they can use EFT tapping uh, to help them through whatever they're going through.
2: Okay. So, Marion, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in two minutes, and we're going to uh, pick up about knocking cravings off the pedestal. Okay.
3: Okay.
1: listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspired now back to the womb happy hour hello 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 this is the womb happy hour i'm your
2: host lorraine giordano On tonight's episode, we are talking about cravings and how to conquer them through a simple and very powerful method called EFT tapping. And our guest is Marion Buck-Murray, who's sharing her EFT wisdom and why EFT is effective for releasing and shifting those cravings. Hi, Marion.
3: Hi, Lorraine.
2: So before we went to break... You said something very powerful about EFT tapping helping to knock craving off a pedestal. Yes. Yeah. Because, let's say for me, I'll talk personally, right before I'm going to get my period, sometimes it's like, I must have some chocolate and I must seek it out. I don't really keep it in the house, but I must seek it out. And so that's my main priority. And I'll seek it out to to fix that craving. Uh So... If you could to touch on a little bit more about how EFT really kind of shifts that and neutralizes the energy
3: of that. Okay, so, so there's a few, a few ways it does it. So for the first way is that that is an intense craving. So EFT works to reduce intensity of really anything, um, not necessarily happiness. I mean, but it usually it's, it's very interesting the way this works, but it can reduce... The intensity, because a craving really isn't that great of a feeling to begin with. And so it can reduce that drive, that intensity, that strength of the actual craving. And just by tapping. And the other thing that it can do is help, uh, sort of break up and loosen the connection between whatever it is, the substance, and and your need for it. So, um, for example, chocolate. Chocolate, you have a very strong association with chocolate that makes it like the the go-to before you have your period. And so EFT can help to begin to minimize that association and unhook it, if you will. Uh, Many times people have associations with food uh, chocolate cake or something like that because of a uh, grandma or mom growing up always made it for them. And so there's an association with happiness and feeling safe with that chocolate cake. And so EFT, by understanding that, we can clear that association. And things like cigarettes, um, a lot of times people, or coffee, Uh, coffee for me, uh, I started drinking coffee when I was, um, I lived in Holland for a year and I was about 14 years old and it was cool, you know, I was drinking coffee, it was cool to drink coffee, you know, and that was before I started smoking cigarettes and all of that but, you know, there's that association with both the coffee and the cigarettes as being Cool. And even though, you know, I mean, I gave up cigarettes a long time ago, but, you know, the coffee was much harder. And I realized one time that there's still that element. There was still that element of just, you know, feeling a little edgy or something that I wanted. Yeah. And so the tapping can help clear that.
2: Yeah. And I like the, the, the terminology unhook because mm-hmm. even going back to the sacral chakra, which is tied to emotions. And it's also related to our relationships. So our relationships with people, family, Mm -hmm. friends, loves, but also our relationship to food. So, and, you know, with that relationship to food, there really is some, a lot of emotional tie-ins that come around with it to what we're eating and how it makes us feel soothed or feel calmer, whatever that emotion it helps us feel. So to unhook it um, through... EFT is a powerful way to kind of manage those cravings, I think.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you unhook it, and what happens so often is that you don't even like it anymore Um, because sometimes we are hooked into, you know, like a Twinkie or something, you know, or something that really doesn't taste that great, Um, but, but there may be things that sometimes don't taste so good after we unhook from them or... We're able to maybe eat that piece of chocolate cake that's delicious, but we don't have that same association, that same hook, and so we can walk away so much easier,
2: yeah, and while we're talking about this, um I just want to mention that a couple of weeks ago or maybe it was I think it was three weeks ago, I did a show on the Vegas Nerve. And um, so the vagus nerve runs from our brain stem all the way down to our, it does run down to our vaginas, our uterus area. Um, but, and how the vagus nerve is a pathway for oxytocin, so oxytocin um, is involved with our feeling of, um, well, it's, it kicks on or gets triggered by digestion, and correct me if I'm wrong saying this, Marion, at all, but oxytocin and that feeling of uh, feeling full is kind Mm -hmm. of related to the love hormone, oxytocin. Mm. So it's kind of interesting how tapping um, can help shift that because I think we're designed to kind of balance out. It's just what are the ways that we can tap into um, in natural ways to kind of help balance out our cravings for this topic.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's all about balance. It's all about balance. Balanced hormones, balanced diet, balanced mind. <laughs> you know, we're always seeking balance, and, and that's why we go for the cravings, because something's out of balance, And the, but the cravings don't do it. Yes. Most of the time, most of the time. Sometimes we actually crave things that are very good for us, you know so it's not to discount the healthy cravings and the and the body's wisdom to really know what we actually do need
2: very important point, so you have an interesting story, Marion, but if you could share for the listeners what led you to become an e f t practitioner
3: well um there were, there were a number of things. One was that I, I mentioned before, I, I had been a nutrition coach for many years and I really loved my work, but um, it became very clear to me that it was just never about the food. I mean, some of my clients would do beautifully and be so happy and, and take the suggestions I gave and, and get the results they wanted. And other clients... Wouldn't and that was really frustrating for me because I thought you know why why isn't this you know what's going wrong here and it and became clear that some people just have more uh, emotional blocks when it comes to food. Um, or to their bodies, or to exercise, or you know any of the things that I was recommending, and uh, and limiting beliefs about themselves, and all of these things can get in the way of our health goals. And so I knew that I needed something to help my clients, and I had heard about EFT. I had experimented with it, and I knew how powerful it was because, um, you know, I've had trauma in my own life, and and the EFT for me was was so powerful. I was like, it, you know, it just really got to a place within my subconscious that I didn't realize I could get to so easily, and so I began to find out more about it, and I would share information with my clients as much as I could without being a practitioner, but then I just realized I had, to, I had to study and I had to become a practitioner because it was just, it just matched, you know, what I wanted to do. And so I combined that with my nutrition practice for uh, quite a while, but then I, I gave up my nutrition practice just in, uh, about a year ago.
2: But it's always still with you, right?
3: Yeah, it's always still with me. I mean, certainly, <laughs> it's always with me. It never leaves, and I still see some clients that you know were past clients. But I, I, um, you know, and I will forever be interested in in the right things to eat and everything else. But the EFT was just really calling me, and and sometimes I need to just focus on one thing or you know just an area of 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 uh, my practice as opposed to trying to split it. But I'm very happy that I chose EFT.
2: Yeah. And so just for those out there, I'm not sure if we stated earlier in the show, EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique.
3: Yes. Actually, it stands for emotional... Wait, excuse me. I have to cough. (coughs) Emotional Freedom Techniques with an S at the end because there are... There's more than one way to do EFT tapping. So, Um, But, yes, it stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, and it it is an acupressure tapping technique where you use your fingertips to tap on specific acupressure points on the face, the torso, and your hand. And um, I have information on my website at marianbuckmurray.com. If you just go to services and click on services, there's a whole list of things. And within that list is, um, you know, a tapping diagram that you can click on and also a video to show you how to do EFT tapping.
2: And for someone who's new, who's never tried it but might be curious, do you think that, um, let's say for clients that you've worked with, do you think people are like, oh, this is pretty easy and basic? Um, do you often hear people say yes? Much for me, <laughs> it's too complicated.
3: Um, I, I never hear it's too complicated. I think some people might think it looks silly, <laughs> but um, but the thing is, with EFT tapping, you do it pretty much in private, um, and and I think people get over that really quickly because I've taught a number of classes. I taught at a um, a, a local. Uh, hospital-based um, alternative health center for a, a couple of years. And uh, so my classes would be filled with usually, uh, you know, I, I would ask people to raise their hands if they had ever used EFT tapping and or, or hadn't or, or were new to EFT tapping, and actually most of the room would raise their hands, you know, that they were new to EFT tapping. And so I was always starting with, a, a you know, pretty much a fresh group of people teaching them about EFT tapping and once people realize how effective it is it's like okay I'll use this and there are also points that you can sort of pull out of the recipe um for example there's a karate chop point where
2: variants let's uh hold off on the karate chop and we're gonna go to a break we'll be back in
3: two minutes okay
1: Listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour.
2: Hello again. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host on the Womb Happy Hour. We're talking cravings with my lovely friend, Marion Buck-Murray, who is a EFT practitioner goddess. Um, so, before we went to break, Marion was telling us about the karate chop. So, it's not... Uh, it's an energetic karate chop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you explain that a little bit more?
3: Yes, yes. The karate chop... Point. It's called the karate chop point, and it's on the fleshy part of your hand uh, between the bottom of your pinky and the start of your wrist. And uh, usually, I use my right hand because I'm right-handed to use the fingertips of my right hand to tap on the karate chop of my left hand. So you use your dominant hand to tap on the other hand, tapping on that fleshy part of the hand, and. If you tap on that point, just gently, you don't have to tap really hard, tapping on the point with your fingertips while breathing deeply is enough to help you begin to reduce cortisol. And, uh, you know, I was teaching a class one time where someone began to experience some panic. And she was about to leave the class, and I didn't want her leaving the class feeling like that, right? And so I just said, you know, start tapping on your karate chop, breathe deeply, and within um, less than a minute, I mean, just within seconds, you know, really 30 seconds, she was calm enough to really just sit back down. And so um, it's very good. It's very good in it, you know, especially if you're, you know, feeling some high anxiety, it can it can sometimes be very quick just tapping on that point. That's
2: a great tip. Now, as far as breathing, any recommended uh, methods of breathing while doing the karate chop or any other EFT tapping? Breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth, or just in through your nose, out through your nose? It can be
3: in, in through your nose and out through your mouth. Because, you know, with tapping... I mean, you, it doesn't really matter that much. It's more that it's a deep breath so that, um, you know, because when we breathe, you know, up in our chest, you know, it's a shallow breath, that actually tells the body to be stressed. And so by breathing deeply down in the belly, um, that informs the body to relax. And so this deep breath is very, very important. And you can combine that deep breath With the tapping. Um, And it doesn't really matter in my experience, and somebody might completely disagree with me, but uh, in my experience, you know, either breathing through the nose or breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth can be helpful.
2: Right. But I guess the main point is to make sure you're deep breathing.
3: Yes, yes. The main point is to make sure you're deep breathing, yes, because, like I said, you know, when we're stressed, a lot of times we forget to breathe, actually. And so people will be holding their breath and not even realizing. Sometimes we hold our breath and we don't even realize we're doing it.
2: And, and so, and that's one way I'm into product design, but, and our physical design. I think that's why it's so important to breathe, because we can do it, our deep breathing is available to us 24-7 in whatever situation we're in. Right. And so um and tapping now too. You can do that 24/7 wherever you are as well.
3: Right. Um, right.
2: So now Maria, what would you suggest to someone struggling with cravings for unhealthy foods?
3: Okay. So you know, everybody's different because everybody has a different story about why they're craving whatever they're craving, you know. And, and sometimes it's a, it's a constitutional difference you know, or a hormonal difference or, you know, something going on with somebody's health or, you know, whatever, the way they grew up, trauma, you name it. However, um, that all said, there are basic uh, guidelines, if you will, that are going to help no matter what. And so the first one is to really make sure that you're eating a well-balanced, alkaline diet with plenty of greens, plenty of vegetables, whole grains if you can eat grains, good fats, and if you eat animal products, very clean, grass-fed animal products, because When you're eating and probiotics and omega-3s and all of that, when you're eating a well-balanced diet that's full of the right nutrients, you're much less likely to crave what's not good for you. We usually, our cravings are usually really strong when we're eating things on a regular basis that aren't really good for us. And so when you begin to shift towards a more balanced diet, that's really clean and and pretty green, um, it becomes much easier.
2: Um, And so for those who are not familiar with what, like, an alkaline diet, uh it's it's the opposite of, let's say, an acidic diet, which is usually, it's all that good stuff like ice cream and, um, you know, pastries and... um,
3: yeah and and uh, coffee uh, and yeah coffee and it's and meat stuff. and you know uh, there's many many things like if you walk into like a uh a, a, you know a convenience store for example it's uh, everything there's acid <laughs> everything there is acid forming and so Chip and that kind it, of stuff yeah and so and so the thing is you know it's really the the rule of thumb is that the greener it is the more alkaline it is so, you know, the most alkaline things are like seaweeds and then there's green foods and then, you know, the, there's the fruits and the vegetables and then it gets into grains and some grains are a little bit alkaline and some of them are a little more acid forming. But then yeah, you go so over... So we're
2: going we're gonna to take a break. Okay. So, um, we'll be right back in two minutes.
1: You listening to The Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredthehealth.net Now back to The Womb Happy Hour.
2: Greetings from The Womb Happy Hour. This is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Marion Buck-Murray is with us. Uh, EFT practitioner sharing a lot of insights on how to be cravings and before we were on the break Marion you were talking about alkaline diet And
3: Yes, yes so just you know in a nutshell the greener it is the more alkaline it is um, once you get into grains you get you know a little more acid there and then meats are usually very acid and sugar and alcohol and, and all of those uh, french fries, you know, all those wonderful things are acid-forming. And the deal with it being alkaline is having the right balance. So it's not that you have to eat all alkaline foods. It's that you need more alkaline foods than acid-forming foods in order to have a good balance. Yeah. So, do you have any
2: other suggestions about someone struggling with
3: cravings? Yeah, yeah. I have a couple more suggestions. Um, Another suggestion, a second one, is to just reduce stress on a daily basis. Meditate, do yoga, take walks, use EFT, you know, go for a massage or a Reiki treatment. Um, You know, because the lower your stress, the lower your cortisol, the easier it will be to let go of unhealthy cravings. Uh, And then also uh, pinpoint... You know, when you're in the midst of a craving, help yourself pinpoint the underlying emotions that are behind your cravings. So what is going on for you at the time of your craving? Once you're clear about what's going on, um, you can embrace your feelings with love. Because really, that's what we want. That's what we want from our food, you know our relationships We want love That's a and good so be, point. <laughs> you know? So be kind to yourself and do something to uh, soothe yourself that doesn't involve food or substances or any other type of addictive behavior like the Internet and so on and so forth. Um, this is also a good time when you're feeling those feelings to use EFT tapping to help them reduce. And then the last thing I want to say about this, you know, another tip is that to be present with yourself. So most overeating is not mindful eating. It's mindless eating. And so to eat mindfully rather than reactively uh, is an important step to take. Because when you're present and truly paying attention to what you're eating, you're much less likely to to overeat or to eat unhealthy foods because they won't taste as good to you.
2: Which is a powerful, potent shift to be able yeah. to kind of put that behind you. Um, those were great suggestions, Marion. And if listeners want to learn more about using EFT tapping for conquering cravings, what can they do?
3: Um, Well, I have a brand new online product, the uh, Conquer Your Cravings mini-program, and it includes audios with EFT tapping uh, that are designed to help somebody reduce cravings and also to really increase a sense of peace and calm. And... um, if anybody's interested in that, listeners can find that program on my website at com, You know, by going to the services um, section and clicking on conquer your cravings. So, um, in addition to that, I also do offer a. Uh, conquer Your Craving session, which uh, is a 90-minute session, and it's, very, um, it's a very powerful session because we go into all of what is standing around the craving and, and you know, dismantle. <laughs> dismantle one by one all the things that are holding the craving up and so that you're left with uh, hopefully no craving at all.
2: Yeah, so maybe it would be interesting <laughs> for me to... Uh do a little work with you to get rid of my chocolate craving ah, when i yeah. get my period and then have you come back and then
3: talk okay. about it. <laughs> yeah. That would be fun.
2: That would be fun. That would be kind of interesting, right?
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so, uh, you know, and sometimes we don't want to let go of our cravings. <laughs> I wonder why. So... You know, for me, coffee, it's like, why would I want to give up coffee? Well, coffee's terrible for me. You know, I had adrenal fatigue. I should never drink coffee. But I yeah. love coffee. And so, um, but, you know, to use EFT on it, I, I would re- actually resist because I knew. <laughs> you didn't want to let it go. Yeah. I knew if I used the EFT, it's like, wait, then I have to give up my coffee. So, So there's that, you know, we can resist these things. Um, and you know it's, it's it's good to use the EFT topping when you're not full throws in the in the craving. Oh. Huh. so Marion,
2: we're going to wrap it up in a couple minutes, but um, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I think this was really helpful, and you shared a lot of valuable information to help those those people out there who are interested in. in shifting and conquering their cravings. So thank you so much.
3: Uh, thank you, Lorraine. I had so much fun. I, yeah. Uh, and then I think we it. should
2: do this experiment and then report back to, to the listeners.
3: Yes, the cravings experiment.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um, for those of you that would like to contact Marion, you can... I definitely recommend that you check out her website and check out her um, what she's offering... To conquer cravings at marianbuckmurray.com, M A R I A N B U C K M U R R A Y.com. And you can like her on Facebook at Courageous Hearts. Marion has a, uh, an amazing podcast, Courageous Heartbeats. Uh, it's on iTunes. And um, she has a lot of valuable um, interviews with entrepreneurs who have taken courageous steps in pursuing their dreams. So that's worth listening to. You can follow her on Twitter at Marion Buckmer and on LinkedIn at Marion Buckmer. And if you want to give her a call to say, hi, Marion, you can call her at 973-762-6727. Next week on the Womb Happy Hour, we're going to have Shweta Parma on the on the show um, from Gutsier Living, and uh, that episode we're going to be talking about is yoga making you sick. That's a that's a deep question, uh, and we're going to dive into that next week. So, if you'd like to connect with me, Lorraine Giordano, you can like me on Facebook at Inspired. To health, You can follow me on Twitter at Inspire with the number 2Health, and you can find me on LinkedIn at L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E dot G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O, and my website is Inspired2Health.net. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour, and during the course of the week, please take some time each day to uh, connect down there and send a little love and light to your womb area. Thanks everyone for listening.
1: Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour. Be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host Lorraine Giordano. Next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Have an excellent week.